Welcome to Batman is What. I'm BH. And I'm still Ben. Batman is a what? We are two Norwegian nerds who take pop culture icons and try to make them into D&D characters. We had a list of 100 characters. Yeah, uh, but we are thinking about doing things a bit different. We still have the list. Yeah, we still have the list and we have a lot of characters we could choose, but we want you to suggest some more for us. And we also want to take some characters that are perhaps a bit more... In the now. In the now, yeah. So, for instance, if there's a big superhero movie coming out, we might try to match one of the characters from that movie to our podcast around the time the movie comes out. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And we also think that the episode are, episodes are running a bit too long. Yeah. And, and it's, it's taking too long to edit them. Yeah, because we both are in full jobs, additional yeah. to the podcast. So this will be our first trial doing something a bit different. Yeah. And since the seven, know, the eighth season of Game of Thrones are about to start... We thought we should try to choose... Throw a dice between the characters. Yeah, so we're still going to throw a dice, but this time it will be one of the characters from the Game of Thrones TV series, I think. We don't take the characters that are only in the books. No, we take those that are, in a way, in both. One of our fans gave us a dice tower with our logo burnt into it. Yeah, Batman is a what? So the dice sound will sound different, but it's still a dice. Yeah. And that's a four. Number four. That is the hound. Clegane? Sander Clegane. Yeah. The man with the burnt face. Who let the dogs out? Who let the dogs out? Okay, so the hound. He's a fascinating character. Yeah. He doesn't have a title, I think. He's not a knight or. No, anything. he refuses the knighthood. Yeah. He actually, in one of the books, I can't remember which, he is being put into the King's Guard, but he refuses to be a knight. And he's the bodyguard of uh, King Joffrey? Yeah. And he still is not a knight, even though he nope. has the title King's Guard? Or... Yep, he refuses it because yeah. he hates the knights because his brother was a knight. Yeah, and his brother is uh, the mountain. Yeah, and he's the reason for his burnt face. Yeah. So and there's, a... Uh, there's a lot of talk in the fandom about... Uh, uh, Clegane Ball, which is fans wanting the Hound and the Mountain to fight against each other. Okay. Like a, inter- like a big uh, wrestling match almost, I think. Yeah. yeah, they had a small fight in the first first book. Yeah. Basically, the Hound stops the Mountains from killing the, the Green Knight, Loras Tyrell. That's more him just stopping his sword and pushing him away or trying to protect yeah. him a bit. So... In the book, uh, you have read the books. Quite, yeah, he protects quite a lot of people, really. Yeah, you have read the books, and I've only seen the TV series. Yeah, yeah, and you've seen some of the TV series. Yeah, most, most of it. Yeah, in TV series, he's still alive, but he has had some different kind of tropes. He started as a bodyguard, but in the Blackwater, the fight of Blackwater or the Battle of Blackwater, he deserted the yeah. Lannisters. And went uh, on a travel with Arya Stark. Yeah, that's right. And that was a quite a strange fellowship, I think. You can say that. Because she hated him, but still accepted his help. Yeah, I think of. she also learned quite a lot 
from him. Yeah, and then there's a fight between Brienne and the Hound, which almost kills the Hound. Yes. And after that, he struggles to find his place in the world, so he joins the Brotherhood with no banner, which is quite strange because they are... Well, they like the fire, and he hates the fire. <laughs> yeah, you can almost say that uh, Sandor Clegane seems to hate himself, so yeah, finding the people who almost worship fire when he's afraid of fire seems sort of <laughs> in the vein of him. Yeah, and in the last season, he joins Jon Snow and Daenerys Targaryen in the fight against the White Walkers. Oh, I see. I think, I, well, that's what I've read. Yeah, that's yeah. at least a, quite a large divergent from the books. In the books, he is also the protector of Sansa. Yeah, in, okay. He keeps her safe Yeah. and tries to... Kind of uh, like Brianna Tart is trying yeah. to. In the last book, he he might be or he might not be dead. Yeah. Because the head of a church tells Brienne, I think, that the hound is dead and Sandor Clegane is at peace. Okay. Which sounds like he is alive, but the identity of the hound is gone. It could be that, yeah. I, I was thinking that, especially since he's struggling to find his place. Yeah. That could be, well, now he has found a place. Yeah, and then they describe some of the new people at the monastery. Some new monks and stuff like that. Yeah. And why would they do that if not to, <laughs> to sort of hint, hint that uh, he has become one of them? Yeah, right. So he might not be alive, but he probably is. Yeah. Well, this is a fantasy world, and D&D is a fantasy world, but there's quite big differences between Game of Thrones and Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. So it will be quite exciting to find out what kind of race and class and alignment oh, yes. the Hound will have. I think alignment is an interesting one that so, changes quite a lot, I think. What do we need to keep for an absolute minimum? I think he's strong. He's strong, and he's extremely skilled. Yeah. When he met... he. he fought at the hand's tourney, and then he, in the first book, and he defeated, amongst others, Jaime Lannister. And Jaime Lannister is very skilled. Yeah, he's seen as one of the best, and he's defeated yeah. Renly Baratheon, the other skilled brother of uh, yeah. of the king. So he's he's good. Yeah. And good. he fights dirty. Yeah. Yeah, he does. But because he can fight well. He's not a knight, so he doesn't have to fight uh, with yeah. honor. So that's the thing. He also doesn't have the same morals as everyone else. No. But yeah, strength, ruthlessness, I think is something he has. Yeah, and he's quite a big guy. Yeah, and he's a big guy. Not he's only small compared to his brother. Yeah, but everyone is. So anything Well I think I think he's kind of um good at heart. He's kind of have he has that little um kind of moral that a lot of the others don't have. Like you said, he's, he helps Arya, even though she's a Stark and why would he? So he yeah. has some kind of moral compass that is... He has some sort of moral compass. He hates the knights because yeah. he sees them as uh, hypocritical. Yeah. So he doesn't want to become a knight. And I'm not sure if that's because he doesn't want to be associated with knights or if he feels like he has more honor by not being a knight or... Mm. I'm not sure why, and, but... And he's, he's kind of hated and disrespected, but at the same time, nobody wants to try to do mm. something about him because they know... They, they respect his strength and ruthlessness, but yeah, not him as feared, a person. Yeah, really. he's feared, yeah. So people yeah. know him and fear him. And that's perhaps why he also is the bodyguard of Joffrey. Yeah. Also when he's a prince, because no yeah. one would dare mess with Sandor Clegane. Yeah, I think uh, we have a lot to go, to go on here. Yes. Yeah. Race. Okay, so in the movies, he is a human. 
He is a human. And in this world, there are such things as giants. There are. There are wood people, kind of, not druids, but uh, what's it called? The people that live in the trees. Dryads? Yeah, I think uh, kind of dryads, the people that were with the White Walkers, that created the White Walkers. Oh yeah, the children of the forest. Children of the forest, yeah. I see. So, so there are kind of magical other types of races in this world. There is. Mostly humans in this uh, Westeros world. Yes. But in D&D we can translate it a bit, I feel. And I don't think he should be a human. We can, but then we would place most of our characters as humans, and yeah. that's boring. So uh, we said that he needs to be big, but dwarf could fit uh, if you see do not take the height into consideration. Yeah, the rest of the traits can fit. Yeah, because if you are a mountain dwarf, you gain a plus two in both con and strength. That's yes. quite good. And you get the dwarven resilience. Yeah, so terrible. A lot of it fit, but I feel it's... It's a stretch. It's a stretch, yeah. yes. And then you have the Goliath. The Goliath. Which uh, has the possibility to regain or take a lot of beating and... And still... And still regain a d12 or something. Yeah, that's, yeah, that is a good one. But still, I feel there's one race from Place Handbook that fits better. Yeah, and I totally agree. I thought about two from Volo's Guide. Yeah? And of, of the monstrous races. Okay. The Bugbear and the Hobgoblin. So I looked into those and, well, they are monsters. Yeah. Two monstrous, perhaps. Yeah. And their skills are not really fitting, I feel, with the Hound. The Bugbears are too sneaky. Yeah. Their long limbs are okay, so we can get a better reach and therefore have an advantage. And they have decks, I think. Yeah, and decks and strength. Yeah. So, but they have some, they have some cool stuff. And the hobgoblins are a bit too, perhaps, cunning and too... Their big deal is about saving face and not losing face. Yeah. And the hound is disgraced all the time. Yeah, that's not important to him. Not that important. It's more important to survive. In a way. By any means necessary. So I feel perhaps from the player's handbook, yes. we have the half-orc. The half-orc are extremely fitting for the hound because you gain a strength uh, increase by two and con by one. And you have the menacing feat, which yes. is that you gain a proficiency in intimidation skill. And it definitely is intimidating. Yes, he has proficiency in intimidation. And he gains the, gains the relentless endurance, which means that when he's knocked down, he's instead... Semi-conscious and can still fight. Yeah, uh, it also fits. Yeah, and that fits uh, if you think about the fight with Brienne. Yeah. Because he's almost killed, but somehow survives. Yeah, and he seems to do that quite a lot of times. He's yeah. almost dead. People think he's dead, but he gets through. Yeah. So that fits quite well, I feel. And the savage attacks, which gives him a bit... Oh yeah, he's savage. Yeah, no doubt. a bit more damage. So I think let's just go for that. Half-orc for the Hound. Class. Okay, so the hound, we know that he can fight. Oh yeah, and that's then, sort of the thing. And he doesn't him. have any magic. No, he doesn't. Unless you count Afraid of Flames and Fire and magic. Thing. I don't. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> so uh, that limits our choices for class. Yeah, it does. I feel there's between two, fighter or barbarian. And I totally agree. And the barbarian can fit in many ways. Yeah, but I don't but you see him rage because he's more calculated in his fighting. Yeah, he, he, I will see he, he's quite He's aggressive. Angry. Yeah, and but, he's fueled by anger in many ways. But yeah. he he wears a full plate armor. He does. 
and the the barbarian rage are based on not having armor to use it at the best. Yeah, well, the unarmored defense and to rage, you must throw away your armor and that. No, no. So a fighter. Yeah. And of the fighters, I feel there's just two possibilities. Yeah, the two that's in the player's handbook. Yes. And there's the battlemaster and the champion. Yeah. The champion gives him a better critical hit, both 19 and 20. Yes, and I feel that can actually be quite good for him. Yeah, and at level 10 he gains another fighting style, which also could fit. Yes, and they have... Yeah, that's right, they do. But the battlemaster gains maneuvers... And as you said earlier, he's good at fighting dirty. He uses every advantage he can find in to gain the advantage. Yeah. So he has a lot of maneuvers that he can do. But he doesn't plan fight. them. No, he doesn't plan them, but he has them. They're kind of innate in his Some, yeah. fighting. So he can fight from uh, laying on the floor. He can yes. grapple mid-fight. He can push. He can stab. He can do a lot of... Thing. That's why I th- thought Battlemaster could fit better because of the maneuvers we can choose. Yeah, it might be. It might be right. So if you found so, some maneuvers that aren't sort of the well elegant planning yeah, and dexterity yeah, based, it has to be raw brute force sort of maneuvers. Yeah, the kind of uh, stepping to the side and then hitting him in the back of the head yeah. type, parrying perhaps. Yeah, and some pushing and doing. Yeah, I can see him yeah. as a Battlemaster. Yeah, and we only need to choose. Three, I think, three maneuvers. Yeah. So that would won't be a problem. Okay, so he gains also a fighting style and second wind and action surge, unless we put him at a very low level. And no. I think we I should... think at least level five is a good one. Yeah, because, because at he's... level five you gain extra attack. Yeah. And he is seen as one of the greatest fighters in a way. Yeah. The best fighters in the realm. He's got quite a speed compared to his size when he fights. Yeah, I he's he's quick enough. Quick uh, enough, but to... he's not he's not dexterous in his fighting. No, he, it's it's not like step to the side. He run. It's runs... not a punch punch. It's more bam bam. With, yeah, with a great weapon. Yeah, so... he uses his strength full out. So great weapon fighting might be a good one. Yeah, and uh, we can perhaps choose a feat as well at uh, when he gains the fourth level. Yeah, so I can agree with level five because he's as you say one of the great fighters in this universe. He's renowned. So, so we might... agree? Level 5 fighter? Yeah, a level 5 fighter. That's that's okay for me. Yeah. We don't need any higher. People can level him up if they want to. That's sort of the thing. We want this to be able to be able to play. Yeah. And too high level, then it's just academical. Yeah, because at 6th level against an ability score improvement, but we're cheating there anyways. So. Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, so fighting styles. Yeah, I'm thinking menacing attack. Oh, okay, you're on the maneuvers. Yeah, I'm just looking at the maneuvers at yeah. once, because just looking at them, menacing attack, he can frighten someone when he attacks someone. Yeah. Hit them, they're frightened. That seems like his sort of thing. And I think, uh, actually, repost when a creature misses you, you use your reaction to attack him. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, I think that, because if he kind of halfway dodge, and he then gains the possibility to hit that person yes. an extra time. You have the pushing attack and you have parry, as perhaps the others two that can yeah. fit. Trip attack is sort of wrong. He always seems to be fighting lying down, so he's the yeah. one tripping. But the pushing attack, so you can use your strength 
and pushed him away. That's the way we're using his strength in combat. Yeah. Pushed him up to 15 feet away. All of those kind of work. So we're... That's menacing attack, parry, pushing attack, and repost. Yeah. So we're four. That all we think could work. Yes, and we have to choose... Three, I think? Yes, you learn three. That's right. Yeah. And two additional at level seven. Yeah, and I think perhaps we should not choose pushing attack because I can't remember him pushing away. He's more like hitting them. Hitting, hitting, hitting. Or grappling or something. Not so yeah, much pushing. But well, hitting one with a weapon attack will then, mean, then push them away. So he punches, he hits them so hard they have to take a few steps back. Yeah, yeah, but is, is that a maneuver he's choosing or is it just that he hits so hard that they have to do it? Yeah, but that's the in question. D&D that would have, we have to... Yeah, well I quite like the repost because that gives him an opportunity to make an extra attack. Yes, I like, well, the menacing attack because he's frightening. Yeah, I it agree. It will fit him in there. I sort of like the pushing more than parrying. Yeah, well, let me because the pushing. Parrying sounds more calculated. Yes, it sort of does. Yeah, and I think he would. He uses his armor well as well. So yeah, that's just true. He doesn't use his weapon to yeah, catch parry. He uses his weapon to parry quite a lot in the TV series. Yeah, but still, perhaps pushing is better. Yeah. Okay. So his maneuvers then are. Menacing attack, pushing attack, and repost. Yeah. And he also gains a fighting style. Yeah. Archery, I don't think fit at all. Great uh, weapon master. Great weapon master gives him the possibility to do more damage. It could also be dueling then. If you're wielding a melee weapon in one hand and no other weapons, you gain a plus two to damage with that weapon. Yeah, that's right. Because he has a shield has in a his shield. other hand. That makes it a plus two every time. Yeah. Not, not just yeah, roll and one and dueling is perhaps. It just. Yeah, I think you throws should... me off because it sounds like you have to be one on one. Yeah, but he also offness. So I and... think I think you should choose dueling now, and at level ten you gain an additional fight level. Then you choose great weapon fighting. Yeah, that can work. And action search, of course, an extra attack. So he is a more efficient fighter. So a fifth level fighter with a dueling fighting style. Yes. He's a battle master with the menacing attack, the pushing attack, and the repost maneuvers. Feats. So we talked about the hound being strong. Yeah, he's strong. That's perhaps his defining traits. Yeah, that and con, I think. They could be equal. Yeah, and constitution. actually some charisma. Yeah. The intimidation and the frightening and the sort of oh, personal yeah. Oh, yeah. glow from him. So but... he gains a plus two in strength and a plus one in con from yes. the half-orc. And I think that might be enough to put him on Arnold Schwarzenegger level. Yeah, definitely. An 18. I agree. Because if... Yeah, I think perhaps the mountain would be 20. So... Yeah, that's the thing. So his brother is stronger. Yeah. That would put him on par with Wolverine, but still. Yeah, but it's not quite... They're not... I don't think they they are in separate universes. It's not quite possible to really translate it well. Yeah, I agree. So I think an 18 is perhaps right. Yeah, it's an 18 because he adds a plus 2 from the half-orc race as well. Yeah, not an 18 before any pluses are added. Mm. That's right. And the decks... Well, he's, he's not very dexterous, no. but he is quite quick in the sense that he's a large person, but he's quite quick for a large person. Yeah, yeah, he reacts quite fast. Yeah. And he, is, he can move quickly when needed, but I agree he's, he, he's not that dexterous, but That's I don't true. think he should have a negative dexterity, he should be in the positive. Yeah, and I kind of want him to have a plus one. I agree. I think in 12. Yeah. It has to be 12 then. 
because a fighter needs some dexterity. And his constitution is high. He can yeah. take a beating, and he takes a beating all the time. Oh yes, he's he's beaten a hair from death a couple yeah. of times. So and he gets up. He gets up, and he's ready to fight another day. Yeah, so a high score, but I don't think 18. He gets a plus 1 here, so perhaps yeah, 17 does. then. 16 as a base and a plus 1. 17 in con. Yeah, I can agree with that. It's a good constitution score. Yeah. So the next part we might take a bit lower because that's intelligence and intelligence in D&D are as we have said a lot of times before a bit knowledge based yeah it's more the bookishness and uh, yeah knowing about stuff yeah so the skills like uh, arcana history investigation and i don't think he, nature. he doesn't care about any of this no he doesn't there's no reason why he should learn no i think he has a disdain and actively wants to just against history yeah they're filled with people he loathes yeah written exactly. by people he hate yeah so i don't think he would trust history except the one he creates himself That's true and he doesn't want to be associated with the knights and the smart people no and magic i don't think he knows anything about i think i think he can he... use valyrian steel but he doesn't know i think he's quite surprised every time he sees something that's magical or yeah, so I think his intelligence he, he, is a bit lower. Yeah. So an 8 or perhaps even... No, perhaps an 8. I think 8. Not not below 8. No. But 8, He's yeah. not an idiot. He's just lacking of those kinds of knowledges. That, yeah. And that, that would D&D... be logical playing this role that if you're going to check for history, he has nothing to... Yes, where, where, can't what? contribute much. No. So he would be a, at a disadvantage with a minus on the dice. Yeah. Yeah, and wisdom is more the noticing things. Yeah, I don't think that's that high. No, because uh, when he's a guard, he's kind of has the time to notice his surroundings all the time. There's nothing to surprise him in the castle. Well, he, such, he would so. know he's a bodyguard, so he's followed people around. He travels yeah. with them. Yeah, he's kind of an active perception all the time because he's yeah. looking for trouble. But also, when he's on the run, he sits in the pub. Yeah. And notices that people are acting a bit strange around him. They're yeah. looking at him. But I don't think you need to have high wisdom to notice that. No, perhaps not. So perhaps around 10? I'm thinking it might be a bit higher. That he can notice more than yeah. what is the average and the usual. What, what are the skills associated with wisdom? Because that's survival, I think, and perception. He manages to survive quite well, though, um, after his decision. Yeah. It would be... But is that Animal more handling? So that would be his horse and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, insight. Yeah. So reading people. Medicine. Okay. Perception and survival. Yeah, that's yeah. the ones. Well, I think no more than plus one. So twelve. I, I, I can I can agree with that twelve. Ten, eleven, or twelve. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Twelve. I think is okay. Yeah. And then it's well it's charisma. Charisma. Because well, he already has the. I think proficiency he, in intimidation. Yeah, and I think intimidation is his go-to way of persuading people. He doesn't yeah. use persuasion and he doesn't use deception in that way. He uses intimidation. No, and I don't think he would be successful if he tried to persuade or Yeah, I think people. his way of persuading is intimidating people to get his way. Yeah. And his way of decepting people is intimidating them. Yeah, exactly. So It is the intimidation that we need to Yeah, it's get. performance. That's the last one. Yeah, I don't think he needs performance. He doesn't need performance. No. So, uh, the intimidation needs to be high. That's the one. And he already has... 
has a plus two for intimidation because it's proficiency. Yeah, and it should be higher. It should be. So I think 14 to gain another plus two. Yeah, I was thinking 13, but the 14 he will gain plus two. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you there. It's because charisma isn't just... It isn't how good-looking you are. No, and he, and he can have... He et- can have a... Con- etiquette. No, and he has conversations with people. That yeah. works. He's talked a lot with Arya. He talks to the band, the band of No Banner. The Brotherhood of No Brotherhood Banner. Brotherhood with No Banner, so something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. But he, yeah, it's the personal sort of strength of personality. Strength yeah. of character. And, and he is a character. He is a character. Definitely. Yeah. And that would give him an intimidation plus of five. So that fits. It does. All right. So now 18, 12, 8, 17, 8, 12, Elton. and 14. Yes. Alignment. All right. So the hound is quite difficult to place because he's not really good, but he's not bad either. He had a difficult upbringing. Yeah. His brother burned his face off and I think he killed the whole family. And mm, nice family that's story. a good start. Yeah. Yeah, and he works for the Lannisters, which are questionable at best. Yeah. He's been raised up to see that might is right. Yeah. The strongest have the rights to, well, but see, rule over the rest. In the end, he makes his own choices based on what he thinks is the right choice. Yeah. And, and that's why I think neutral. Yeah, I think neutral as well. And perhaps chaotic neutral. Perhaps. It but, could but, also be tending... It could also go to lawful evil. But the chaotic neutral, that's personal neutral. freedom. And I don't think he necessarily needs the freedom because when he is free, he's searching for something else. Yeah. He's, someone to support, someone to help. He is a hound. That's yeah. the thing. He has a master and he follows the master. Yeah. I don't think he wanted to kill the... What is the baker's boy that uh, Arya played with? Yeah. I don't think he cared... No. Like, he just was ordered that he attack the prince, or yeah. he's just saw that I'm supposed to protect this prince, but the prince asked me to kill him, I killed him. Yeah. It's not a moral choice for him, it's just doing the yeah. job. And that's why I think the neutral, because that's stay clear with moral question. You don't have to take, you don't have to choose something. No, but he's being kind to Arya and Sansa. But he's being kind to Arya to gain a ransom, to gain a reward. Yeah. Or at least he says that's the reason. And that's more the personality more than alignment. Yeah, I think I alignment is That's why I think neutral. Difficult. Because, yeah, he doesn't really have an alignment. It's more that, yeah, it's neutral. Yeah, it might be that he's just a neutral one. Either no- lawful neutral or true neutral, I think. And the lawful neutral would then be the personal codes. Yeah, I think perhaps true neutral is right. Yeah. Let's go for neutral then. Let's take no choice. No choice that actually is a choice? Yeah, we choose no choice. Which is a choice. Choose not choosing. That's a choice. Yeah. Hmm. Background. I have an idea to cut this part a bit down as well. Because we tend to read a lot from the book in this section of the podcast. Yeah. And that might not be as interesting. And it's really boring to edit as well. So yes. I, I think we should... And th- of course the characters have their own personality. Yeah. And in the book, that's a possibility to choose your own personality traits, ideal bonds and flaws. Yeah, you don't is. have to pick the one, those uh, that's qualified under the different backgrounds. Yes. So I think we should uh, talk about the character's background and choose a background from the books. Uh, because we need the um, skill proficiencies from yes. the background. And the background feature. Yeah. 
and we can talk a bit about the personality in broad strokes, but not go into detail and not choose everything else. Yeah, if it fits, we mention it. If not, we... Well, we yeah. don't care. You can make your own up. Yeah, that's not the important part. So we're going to try to focus on the core of the background here. Yeah, the technical bit, really. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Well, there's no background that fits perfectly, but there seldom is. Yeah, seldom except is. Except Indiana Jones and the others that are made based on the character we're talking about. Oh, yeah. But the hound, he's actually a noble descendant. Yeah, he has a noble house. Yeah. And he has an insignia. The three-headed dog or something? No, three dogs, but yeah. Three dogs, yeah. Three dogs upon it. Yeah. But yeah, so he is a noble, but I don't feel the noble fits. No, he's respected enough. Uh, as a noble, but is disrespected as a person. So yeah, I think he's he's seen as a dog. Yeah, and he is a a knight in he's everything a... but actually being a knight. Yeah, he works with knights and he does knightly things or knightly mm. duties, but he despises the knights, and I don't think the knight here fits. No, and he fights, but he's not quite a soldier because he's not part of an army. No, as such. Not really. He could be a mercenary veteran yeah. from the Sword Coast Adventures Guide because he well sells his sword to well now the king. Yeah, but is this that his background? Perhaps no. that's more where he's headed. Well, I don't know. He's I don't think he much had a choice. Perhaps. Yeah. He There's didn't. another background. He just wants to kill. He just wants to kill. And he wants a job where he can do it legally. And there's there's another background that's not quite fitting, but it's close enough, I think, and that's the City Watch. If you think of the City Watch as the bodyguard for King Joffrey yeah, and Prince Joffrey. Technically, he is perhaps a... Uh, yeah, he's within the law enforcement uh, yeah. and that profession. Would, that would make uh, him proficient in athletics and insight. Yeah, and that could work. Yeah, because, I, yeah. I felt that the ins- his insight should be a bit higher. Yeah. So yeah, that can fit in. It would mean that he can and he can choose the personality traits and such from this soldier, and that kind of works because you have stuff like yeah, he's tough, going straight on in battle, not backing down, using his strength as something that's a kind of a part of his personality. Yeah. Yeah. So I think City Watch might be the right background here. Yeah, let's go for City Watch. It's the it could be a knight of the order, but they all assume that the person is a good guy. Yeah, and he isn't. So I think City Watch. Skill proficiency. All right, so then we come to the skills. As a half orc, he already has intimidation, and yeah. the City Watch, as you just said, gives him athletics and insight. And we do agree that those are fitting. Yeah, and that means he will need to choose two. From a list here. That's acrobatics, animal handling, athletics, history, insight, intimidation, perception, and survival. And he... I think the last two. Already has some of them. Yeah, I'm thinking the last two, but I'm also thinking animal handling. Because he rides really well. And he rides into battle and on tourneys. That's not normal for horses. So I think then animal handling and perception. Because survival, that's more like... Finding food, tracking, yeah. and I don't think he does that as much. No, he goes into a place and asks for food and threatens people to kill them if they don't give it to him. Yeah. So that's intimidation, I feel, yeah. more than survival. I think he uses intimidation instead of many of these skills. Yeah, and I think you should talk to your DM about... Allow, get, make your DM allow you to use intimidation as a skill check and if as you're often as possible. Yeah, and if you're wondering how you should make your DM do it, intimidation. Yeah, or... 
persuasion. No, nope. intimidation. By buying stuff for the DM? Nope, intimidation. <laughs> you intimidation. need to stay in character. Well, I My experience is that when I try to intimidate the DM, uh, it always goes bad for my character. Yeah, but then you're not intimidating enough. No, my personal intimidation skill is perhaps a bit low. So, perception and animal handling. That will give him a 4 in animal handling, 7 in athletics, 4 in insight, 5 in intimidation, and a plus 4 in perception. Yeah, I and think the rest that... range from plus 2 at the charisma based and to negative 1 in all the intelligence based. And his proficiency in uh, saving throws? Saving throws would be strength plus 7 and con plus 6. Yeah, nice. Summary. Alright, so this episode might be very short because we agreed on a lot of things. Yeah, and our mentality is to try and shorten things up. Yeah. And not discuss every single possible aspect. Exactly. But we agreed that the Hound, he is a half-orc fighter. Level 5. Level 5 Battlemaster. Yeah. And with that, he has some maneuvers. And we thought that the menacing attack so he can make people afraid of him. Yep. After hit him. Uh, pushing attack, so he can push people around. Yeah, and repost, and which repost, so... gives him an impossible, a possibility to attack when someone misses him. Yeah, he uses the... And he has the dueling fighting cell, which gives him a plus two in damage. Yeah, when wielding a melee weapon in one hand and no other weapons. And we see him as fighting with a shield in one hand and a weapon in the other. Yeah, so if you put the longsword in the other, yeah, he would get a plus seven to hit and a 1d8 plus... Six in damage. That's heavy. Yeah. And really. And with the dueling, he will get a plus two to damage. So that's already count. Yeah, it's in. in there. Yep. And his feat, Great Weapon Master, means that he can choose to take a negative five penalty to attack and gain a plus ten to damage. So then it would be a plus two. Plus two to attack. So he already has a plus uh, on hit. Yeah. Still. Plus and then two it to would hit, be, and that pre- then would be a one d eight plus sixteen. Holy so moly! Minimum if he hits seventeen of seventeen. Yeah. So he would be devastating and in combat if he does that with a critical hit. Yeah. 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 And so, we we also gave him a hand axe and a dagger. Yeah, and that's similar. Yeah. Only a d six and a d four. But what? Uh, Bonus. An armed strike. An armed strike, yeah, yeah because, because he fights with his hands, he grapples, he uses his body. He, he hits people in the face. Yeah, he he headbutts them as well. It's still a plus seven. Seven to hit? I think so. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. the damage would be five. Unless, of course, he makes the... No, he can't make the great weapon fighter at that. Yeah, so it's a five in damage. Yeah, from a punch. From a punch. That's quite badass. He has a 49 hit points. Yeah. I would have liked to have that a bit higher, but it's okay. Oh, it's good, but... It's good. So, uh, I would think... Perhaps, I would think perhaps about choose tough, tough uh, feet uh, the next time you have yeah, the... Yeah, uh, I would hospital. do that at level 8. Yeah. We put him in a plate mail, because we see him in plate mail yeah. well, when he's uh, when actually he's, dressed when for combat. Yeah, when he's dueling and... In... And going to war. Yeah. And with a shield, because we also see him fighting with the shield. Yeah. And that will give him an armor class of 20. Yeah. And he has an initiative of plus one. Yeah. He has several languages, though. That's a bit strange. But in this diverse world, you need to know more languages yeah. to intimidate and frighten people better. Yeah. And you see people talking more than one language almost all over the place. Yeah. So he might have picked up 
He has some artisan tools. I don't know what kind of tools he uses, but still. Yeah, that could be some kind of sharpening tools, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that That's his artisan tools, yeah. yeah. Weapon, weaponsmithing tools and keeping things. Perhaps tinkering tools. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's... Of course, also as an Harfork, when he is reduced to zero hit points, but not killed outright, he can drop to one hit point instead. Yeah, and that's that's the toughness coming across. Yeah, and when he roll a critical hit with a melee weapon attack, he can roll one of the weapon's damage dice one additional time and add it yeah. on. I think we perhaps have forgotten something major, but I also think that we have the essence of the hand captured here. Yeah, we have now an attacker that when he hits, he deals damage. Yeah, and when he fights, he fights with strength and intimidation. Yeah, that fits him, I feel. Alright, so what's coming out in the, in the next month or so is a few things. We have the Avengers Endgame, and oh, there's yeah. a lot of characters we can choose from there. Yeah. We have the new Hellboy movie. Oh yeah. And there's a new John Wick movie. Yes, there is. And we have the always uh, popular Jake Peralta and his uh, companions in the Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which yes. has now been renewed for another season. That's true. Uh, so I think that could be the pool we try to choose from this time. So what we're going to do now is we're going to draw a dice to see which of the characters from those popular characters that we're going to talk about next time. Yeah, then we will have some time to... Not really prepare, but think a bit. Yeah, think a bit. Perhaps watch an old movie again. Yeah, yeah. Be a bit more prepared, and then we can try and keep the same speed. Yeah. Keep things going a bit faster, so the episode isn't that long. So if it, for example, is John Wick, then we can't make a character based on John Wick in the movie John Wick Three because no. it hasn't come out yet. But it still would be the John Wick we all love and know, yeah. know and love. It's the John Wick that the third is based on. Yeah, exactly. So, so that will work. So then... Let's throw the die. Yeah, Ben, you have to throw the die. It's a four. Number four. That is Groot. From Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, and the Avengers Infinity War. Yeah, he's and snappy, isn't he? He's in Thor Ragnarok as well. Or is that the Infinity War part? Of it, can't remember. Blurs into one another a bit. It's yeah. not Thor Ragnarok. No, no. But Thor, but he... Thor can speak with Groot, and he creates this new weapon. Yeah, the new weapon of Thor. New weapon of Thor. The oh, what's it called? It's not the uh, Mjolnir Breaker or something. Yeah, I think so. Storm... Something like that. Yeah, we'll... which Groot is kind of a part of. Yeah. So we'll have to look into that until to the next episode. Yeah. He's died now. Twice, then. Yeah, because the original Groot died in Guardians of the Galaxy 1. Yeah. And then baby Groot is kind of like a childish? Yeah. Or a clone or something like that? Yeah. Sapling? Sapling, yeah. Yeah. And then he got snapped. He got snapped in the snapping. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to next time. Batman is a what? And of course, Batman is a human. With the prodigy feet.